Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today I was joined by Joey Smith. You can follow him on Instagram at thejoeysmith9000. We started the podcast by discussing how I interrupt constantly. Yeah. You know, you tend to finish my sentences. Oh, dude, I tend to start people's sentences. <laughs> like, you know what you think about this? <laughs> I love to hear myself talk, such man. A, such a white male thing to do. Mm, yeah, it is. Uh, it's bred into me, so it's genetics. So you can blame <laughs> genetics. You are one of the better storytellers that I've seen. I feel like when you get up on stage and you start telling a story, everybody pays attention. And that's something that I struggle with because I can't tell a story to save my life. Like you've actually been there when I've tried to tell you a story, not like tell a comedic story, just trying to tell a story. I'm terrible at it. I don't think you're as bad as you think you are at telling stories. Well, I've been telling you and buyers a story and mid story, both of you guys walked away. Yeah, but then... <laughs> Okay, I, see what <laughs> I, I was gonna defend myself and then i was like can't can't even come back from that yeah it wasn't even rude like i i actually said sorry as you guys walked away <laughs> that's awesome so i'm actually really interested to see what jokes you wanted to talk about today so if you don't mind we're gonna start off first with a joke that you have that you thought worked so what joke are we going to talk about today? I mean, mainly my my like dad stuff. I think that's the stuff that I always kind of got to work. It was the kind of the stuff that I first started, you know, focusing on when I got into the tiger and my dad stuff. Yeah, it's always kind of worked well. It got me into the tiger, I feel like. And yeah, it's it was kind of fun to develop that as my dad's illness kind of progressed and everything. And now that he's passed, it's kind of been like very lifting because it's like, okay, now I can kind of do whatever I want with it. Right. I don't feel the need to do it anymore and I can also change it if I want to but now that you know with the pandemic and everything it just kind of feels like why are we not going to go out there and just do stupid shit like all we all we have time to do is take chances now so right when it comes to your dad then so I'm guessing with it being like a big broad subject when you sit down to write jokes is it more along the lines of like you want to sit down to write jokes about your dad is it a lot of times is it the case that you sit down and you write a joke and you're like oh I could use that when I'm talking about my dad like how does it work for you it's a lot of it just kind of happens to be like talking about my family to people and then they're just like wait are you fucking serious and I'm like no that's true <laughs> your man. family has that reaction yeah. I guess gets that reaction yeah no it's like oh, dude I couldn't even like I was talking to to someone about my my sister's wedding and how she was just worried about if my dad was going to make it to her wedding and uh, <laughs> it's like and I was like yeah well it's her second wedding like who really cares and, it, and they were just like dude that's great and it was like, oh, OK. So that was something that uh, that I kind of worked into there towards the end. And so, yeah, it's, it's just like when it comes to the family stuff, it just comes very naturally just to talk about my family and just to tell people the outlandish things that they say and do. And it gets a it gets a funny response. Did your sister wear the white color rush jersey to the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> dude, my sister was the one that was causing a fucking scene at the at the funeral, dude. Tell me about that, because I haven't written about my family all that much. Uh, definitely not as much as you have. You you wrote about your dad and a lot of times you wrote about your dad being sick and everything that that entailed and your dad recently passed away. So how does that fuck with you as a comedian? Do you feel like you can get up on stage and do the exact same jokes that you could do before that that actually worked very well? Or do you feel some sort of way about it now? The last stand up I did before the, the pandemic, that was the one right after he had died. I think he died like two, three days before that. And I was like, well, I'm still going to do the show. Like, I'm not going to not do the show. And so I did all those jokes and, and I and they they just weren't hitting as hard because I had changed like you know the the he's dying to like he 
died and kind of made it past yeah. tense. And right. um, and and he none of them died. were really hitting that hard. So I was just kind of like, you know, these were a lot funnier when he was alive. And like that was the best <laughs> laugh that I got off of any of his jokes. Yeah. So I think I just need to edit them, or you know, someone told me that I have to keep him alive in the stories, which I don't agree with. You know, now that he's passed, it's it's also kind of been freeing that I was like, you know, nobody's gonna, he's not ever gonna give a shit that I'm talking about him. You know what I mean? And that was one of the things I was kind of worried about was if I ever like put a video out and I was doing the jokes about him and how he'd feel about that but now that you know he's not going to feel any type of way about it I really don't give a shit yeah yeah and I and now that there's a pandemic I just you know I don't really want to focus on any one subject like I want to do stupid shit now like I want to fucking take a powerpoint up on stage and just <laughs> like kill it in the office but like at a <laughs> at an open mic you know what yeah I mean? yeah dude that'd be sweet like little power you need to get like a clicker even though they don't have them anymore like do like and then it goes to the next joke. Yeah, exactly. But I also want to take like a piece of shit projector that you had to have like the clear paper, like the plastic oh, shit. And the back. Yeah, like I want to roll that into jokesters and like almost drop it. And, like, <laughs> you hit a rock and it fucking just <laughs> it's all top heavy. Yeah, exactly. Dude, why did every school think that they needed to strap down the TV to that metal cart? Dude, I don't know. But when those when those we, we would see like what exactly was happening in class that day and it involved like a TV on a cart or anything like that being rolled in. Dude, that was like the most exciting times because you know i was barely at school because i'm an idiot but but you know when i was and there was a movie it was very exciting you're like getting out your microwave ready shit you have like your tv <laughs> dinners ready to go yeah i'm like i have a doctor's note that says i'm allowed to eat popcorn <laughs> uh where is my hungry man salisbury steak <laughs> I have a doctor's note for it. Dude, that was my thing in school for everything. I was like, I have a doctor's note for that, so you can eat my dick. And, uh, and there's just nothing they could do. I'm going to keep it moving. <laughs> so we talked about jokes at work, and your dad material really does in large part work. Almost everything that you try, and I'm going to extend that out a little bit. I think pretty much most of your family stuff works, to be honest, not just limiting it to your dad. If you don't mind, tell me about a joke or something that you've tried to write about that didn't work man so i got this buddy named daniel who is like the the best character that i've ever met in my life it's almost like he's not a real person and he he has this lisp that is just you know so profound when he talks <laughs> but he has the confidence of a thousand men and he will he will go sit down in a in a club or you know in an applebee's and he'll be like hey baby what's up what you, what's, what's the action at tonight and like just just the amount of confidence that he has and everything i've tried to tell a couple stories about him and i right. don't know why they don't work and, and it also it always goes so bad that i'm just like yeah i'm not gonna do that again and then i'll be at an open mic and i'll be like i want to work on these two things and i might as well throw a daniel story in there and sometimes <laughs> it'll get a laugh and then sometimes it's just like yeah why is this fucking asshole doing a lisp and, and so <laughs> so yeah it's uh it, the daniel stuff's hard to to get to work well maybe they need to know daniel have you ever thought about like bringing Daniel around and introducing him to people while you're telling jokes about him. Dude, I'm not even going to lie to you. The time, the first time I did one of the Daniel stories, I called him and talked to him for like a half an hour just to really get into his mind and into <laughs> his mindset and be like, all right, I got this. I'm fucking, I'm Daniel now. I am Daniel. I'm going to be able to be like, yeah, we were sitting down and he asked this waitress and like, and I talked to him and then I went up on stage and it just turned into like some kind of babbling idiot story. And I was like, well, <laughs> fuck you, Daniel. This is your fault. What's the best Daniel story? Give me like the Daniel story you tried to lead with. Doesn't have to necessarily be delivered like you tried to do it, but give me a Daniel story. Man, one time he he hit on this girl at a restaurant that was with a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
dude, he's damn. Yeah, dude, Daniel's a man. And he was just like, he was like, Hey baby, what's up? So, so what's the deal with him? Is he hung or is he rich? <laughs> Damn, like, he went straight for the jugular <laughs> shit. Yeah. And I and he was like, "Cause that dude's a loser." <laughs> I guess if you have a list, man, you just get straight to the fucking point. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, fuck Dude. this noise. Yeah, exactly. But I just thought it was so great. Like, and and Daniel's like, a, uh, like he's a big dude. Like he's bigger than me, and like he doesn't wear pants that really fit him. And like he's just kind of like a goofy looking dude. Dude, but just to have this confidence in this lisp of just like, like, dude, Daniel got a haircut one time and I swear to God, it was almost as if he won $3 million because he yeah. was just like, he was like, yeah, I got this fresh baby, I'm about to go get some pussy. <laughs> like, like just n- dude, did not give a fuck about anything. So just shit like that. I don't understand why, like across the board, anybody that has a lisp, dude, their confidence just shoots through the goddamn roof. Dude, they must know that there is literally nothing to lose in this life. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, what's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? You going to make me talk funny? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like it's the exact same way with ugly chicks that are out with a hot chick, you know, if you're the ugly chick in the group. Well, she's like the principal of the group, too. You know, she's like group mom. So <laughs> that's that's a little bit of a Shit. different situation because that chick's just automatically going to be a bitch. Maybe in their head they can't hear the lisp. Dude, maybe, man. I was talking to some lady on the phone and I and I did a lispy voice on the accident, on, like on accident at work. And she was like, I used to have a lisp when I was a kid. And I was like, all right, well, let me just change the subject real quick. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you don't? Because those suck. Yeah. That's right. I said they thuck. You're like, your confidence must be uh, real low now that you don't have your list. To be very honest, man, when I was a kid, I used to grow up. I used to listen to Eminem. And I used to be like, man, I wish that my life was fucked up so I could write good songs like he writes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wish that I grew up with a lisp so I had the confidence that, that Daniel had, man. Dude, confidence is key, man. I would have seen more than four sets of titties. <laughs> Let me see the titties, bitch. <laughs> Who your mans is? So let me ask All you right. a question, because you're sitting with a loser. You're sitting with a loser. <laughs> so has he, he got a huge dick or is he rich? I feel like basically if I watched you do that on stage, I would just think you were just blanket making fun of lisps. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I would say the R word a whole bunch. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why it didn't work. <laughs> uh, it was killing me. I don't know if it, I don't know if you saw, but <laughs> to wrap things up, let's talk about what you're trying to write about now. So, what are you trying to? Are you? Is there anything that you're trying to do right now? Any style? Any particular joke you're trying to write? As far as style goes, I would say being open-minded to other things. I mean, I was texting Jay the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, now that the crowds are going to be smaller than ever, I feel like you know all of our insecurities should be gone." And he replied with just like, the crowds have always been small. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) that hurt, dude. Because it's true, man. Like, we go up in front of like 30 people at the very most and we get like nervous and it's fucking stupid. Like, none of this matters. So I think that if we have ideas outside the box, we should do that. If you told me right now that I could go back and open mic a joke or even just be on a show that had 30 people there willing, ready to pay attention, I would be like stoked out of my mind. Yeah, that's rare down here man like you you don't run across that a lot unless it's an actual like book show we, we don't get like any open mic crowd yeah well like the and i was kind of using like the tiger my last show at the tiger as like perspective is because it was there was like 65 people at that show in that tiny little room so i was like you know hell yeah that's not gonna happen again for a little bit and he was just like yeah but it's like never really 
that big. And I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, I mean, the like just writing out of everyday experiences, you know, I talk on the phone all day with people. So I've been kind of thinking about writing into that, but it's also kind of corny to me. But other than that, uh, I was walking around my apartment complex the other day and like, you know, I'm like a fat loser who walks around an apartment complex. Mm. And there were these kids that were like in the bed of a truck and they were like pointing at me and shit. And I was like, okay, you don't need to, like, make fun of the fat guy walking around the apartment. Like, that's fucking lame. And then I realized that they're not even making fun of me because I'm fat. They were making fun of me because I don't have earbuds. And I have, like, corded <laughs> headphones. And I was like, okay, wait, so you're going to make fun of the fat guy b- for financial reasons when you're, like, you're a teenager being raised in an apartment like a fucking loser, dude. Like, anyone <laughs> raised in an apartment is a fucking loser. And I think that that's just the message that God put me on this earth to spread. And, you know, it took a pandemic for me to realize it. But now I know my purpose in life. No, I think God put people that work in apartments on this earth to spread that message. <laughs> you walk in the office and they're like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to say any bad words. You walk in. They're just like, fuck you. Yeah. They're just like, get the fuck out of it. Where's your they're like cops on like the first audit, First Amendment audit videos. They're just like, let me see your license. Yeah. Let me see your license. I'm a, I'm a sovereign citizen. Shut up. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, have you written any COVID joke that you think you'll use on stage? No, there's no point. Yeah, I uh, I no. thought there was a point, and I'll be honest, I think I was wrong. Yeah, it, I mean, there's two sides to that sword. It's you know, one of them is that people are a not going to want to hear it, right? Or B, it's just like, okay, first of all, none of us really know that much about this thing. We're just kind of taking everyone else's word for it, and we're like, yeah, I'll stay inside. So what, like, you know, like, what am I going to go on stage and joke about Adam's binding? Like, no, dude, I'm going to fucking like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, you yeah. guys ever get the sniffles for a long time? Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this, man. I appreciate you taking the time to record with me today, dude. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me and I'm excited to listen to this. And uh, yeah, I love you, man. I'm excited to uh, support you any way I can. You're not going to listen to this shit. Probably not.